This is Winsome Winter. Welcome back to Restless. I am your host, Matt, and I am joined today by Pastor Michael. And the only thing I have to say in our intro is that I didn't choose the YRR life. The YRR life chose me. And so we are here introducing Winsome Winter. It's a good Calvinist line, isn't it? It is. Uh, You were chosen. That's right. Yeah. It's a good Calvinist line. So here um, we're going to cover some things as we continue our post-mortem through the young, restless, and reformed this winter. And we know some of you uh, may have been, and you're just exhausted from a November of no quartering, or you just in general want us to cover topics that will be kind of accessible to new listeners. And we're excited to do it, aren't we? Yeah, I think it'll be fun. And we have a very broad audience. And so to branch a little bit out of uh, what we typically do while still trying to keep it connected to our overall theme, I think makes a lot of sense. And so we have plans of topics of cessationism, talking about evangelicalism, the SBC. uh, And again, please let us know if there are subjects you would like to hear us cover this winsome winter as we respond to things winsomely. And so today, Pastor Michael, I'm putting you in the hot seat. Oh, great. And I'm going to attempt to make you to respond to two tweets that kind of blew up in our circles on Twitter, uh, where I, with the new Restless Podcast uh, Twitter account, I've been spending too much time. Uh-oh. And But I think it will be great, because uh, the challenge for you today is to respond to both of these very different tweets winsomely. Okay, well, I will try. Uh, it is, Twitter is not made for winsome, you know? No, like, Twitter is made for quick, hot take, uh, sudden, really, like, you know... Uh, overwrought emotionalism you'll be unsurprised to know both of these tweets were responded to with those characteristics <laughs> entirely that does not shock me at all uh, so both of these well no i won't tell you about both of these tweets the, both of these tweets i'll say this we um it, both these tweets will give you an opportunity to punch left and punch right Okay. And so I get to punch both. I, and so we, I just want to see how is, you handle it, these things. Is it appropriate winsomely. when we're being winsome to punch at all? Should I don't not, think so. I don't, just, I don't know. We should probably not punch. <laughs> well, you see. We're of, going to lightly tap on the shoulder, both on the left and right shoulder. One of the things why Pastor Michael and I do find it a bit funny to talk about being winsome is oftentimes, I think you would agree with this, that when a person says, I'm being winsome, what they often mean is, I'm going to kiss the left and punch the right. That that <laughs> tends to be what it means. That is, right. At least in our circles, right? In like our in, circles. In our circles of the kind of like typical uh, YRR, you know, uh, Calvinist, evangelical types, that is generally the case. At its best, right, it means engaging with people in a way that is helpful, understandable, um, yeah, convincing what we do here on this podcast right. all the time not what just we in do the and, and and we're going to ratchet up right now and so let's go to our first tweet it is from a uh so i should ask pastor michael is it my job to attempt to be winsome as well or is i or can i can i provide normal hot takes you, you do whatever you would <laughs> like right. i think normal hot takes is probably good and i will try to balance this out as much as possible so we are going to respond to these two tweets and Hopefully this will be helpful. So if you want to open the first tweet I just sent you. Oh, I'm supposed to even look at it. Yep. Okay. And then I'll read it to you, but it might be helpful for you. To be able so to this is it. from a Twitter account 
called The New Evangelicals. Uh-oh. New Evangelicals, if you'd like to, come on the show. Uh, so five things you don't have to believe to be a Christian. Number one, the Bible is inerrant. Okay, I see where we're going. <laughs> yep, you do. Number two, hell is a place you're burned alive forever. Number three, Jesus died because God is angry. Number four, healthy human sexuality can only happen in a heterosexual marriage for life. Number five, almost anything about the end times. Let me give you my not winsome take. Just We'll just clear out the pipes, get that out of the way. Um <laughs> This Twitter account, I imagine before it was called the New Evangelicals, I would guess it was called the Old Protestant Liberalism. Yes, right. <laughs> it's, it's almost, it's funny that it is almost exactly the five point fundamentals. Point for point. <laughs> yes, point for point. So, and maybe that's intentional. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not quite, although it's, I mean, it's, a lot of it is very tied to the, the five fundamentals. So. so, Pastor Michael, how do you respond to a person this description of the Christian faith, it's not essential to the Christian faith that the Bible's inerrant, that uh, hell is a conscious, uh, literal place. Christ's death uh, was because God is angry. Health, the human sexuality can only happen in a heterosexual marriage or almost anything about the end times. Uh, so let's, I'm going to pull uh, the, the most winsome first. I'm going to start at the most winsome. Yes. You know, you had your hot take. Uh, starting on the most winsome side, what I would say is uh, if you put it in the proper context, if you tell me that there is somebody that believes these five things, if they hear the gospel and trust in Christ, can they become a Christian still? Hmm. Even while they still, like, consciously anyway, have not, like, decided that their belief on these things is wrong on what this was just said. I would say yes. So, uh, the, I mean, you can, uh, you can be saved while not believing the Bible is an error. But that's only because the Bible does inerrantly tell us about the work of Christ and right. who he is. And like that, it's so, in other words, because I don't agree with anything in this tweet, <laughs> <laughs> that means that I can actually believe that somebody that believed these things could come to Christ. Now, would you tell me that there's somebody who like claims to be a Christian and they maintain these beliefs? Right, the belief that the Bible is not inerrant, that there is no hell, uh, that uh, Jesus did not have to die because God was angry, which is just a like that's like that is just a a spinny way to simply say there is no wrath of God against sin, mm-hmm. uh, and which obviously is a great follow up to there is no hell, uh, which is the wrath of God against sin, and so uh, like you could you could tell me that somebody consciously still thinks these things, and then they become a Christian right? They, they could trust in Christ. God could change their heart and they could be given the gift of faith. They could come into the fold. Now, by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, I do not believe that somebody believing these things could go on as a Christian. Like, they would, it would not be long before you realize this is not a true conversion, in other words, um, because it's, it's a denial of fundamental revelation. It's a denial of the very basis, again, of like how we know Christ. Like, what is it? I would just ask somebody, like, what what do you mean by Christian? Right. It's a great question. Yeah. How would you define that? And if if you define it, like, no matter you know how you define it, okay, why do you define it that mm-hmm. way? Well, if you just say, well, it's because this is what I think of this like Jesus character or like Christ consciousness or something like that, it would be like, okay, well, like, what you're describing is not 
historic Christianity. Right. You are making up your own thing and calling it Christian, but let's just agree that what you're talking about is not what I'm talking about when we use the word Christian. And if we're defining this word completely different, then technically, could you be a Christian? Right. Because by you defining Christian, you mean a total apostate that hates God? Right. Sure. You know, that wasn't very winsome. No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> but well, let me give you the two. So this obviously became a massive tweet thread with everyone discussing this. I'll say here are the kinds of two kind of defenses you watched the new evangelicals, whoever this, whoever runs this account making. One Christians throughout history have believed all of these things. That these things have been yes. present in the beliefs of Christians. From the very beginning. From the beginning. Yep. Throughout time. Now, if time. you say you don't have to believe anything about the end times, well, you know, there is one thing, right? Correct. That Christ is going to return. There will be a resurrection of the dead. And, there are certain things. And, and interestingly, both of Paul's letters to the Thessalonians are spent correcting eschatology. Yes, right. So, so we have entire books of the Bible that are all about making sure you understand this correctly. Right. And so so then, so right, I would say that, so their one defense is Christians throughout history believe the, have believed different things on this. So that, that I think is a premise to the argument. I also, also think they tried to write these in a way that it's, it's the mountain Bailey fallacy. They're presenting, right? What you're saying, number three, essentially means Jesus died because God is angry is saying there's no wrath against sin. The person I bet who wrote this would tell you, I didn't say that, right? I want to understand Christ's death in a moral influence. Right, Christi like God, right. He, right, this is just because God loves us or something like that. Right. Which, in a winsome way, I would say there's some truth if you just said that. Yep. Um, but if you don't deal with the reality of God's anger against sin, you actually cannot make sense fully right. of the cross. Or the... Hell, you're saying, oh, hell doesn't exist. They're saying, I didn't say that. I said it wasn't a place you burnt, right? That's so th true, yeah. So there is a level, and this is the problem. I do believe that is likely the defense. I also think that is a fairly dishonest way to go about your defense. Um, I do, but Pastor Michael, how would you handle the idea if the person said people held things, believed things like different, differed with these things? throughout Christian history from the beginning, all of these things. Yeah, but I mean, there have been people that hate Christ from the beginning. Mm. You know what I mean? So like the argument that like some people have disagreed is just never, like that doesn't mean anything. It literally does not, like it, it, it carries no helpful point. Now, if you said, okay, well, the denomination that I'm in has differing views on mm -hmm. this and it allows for differing views within its, you know, a statement of faith or something. That carries a little bit more weight to me because it's it's a little bit more uh, like institutional and relevant. Uh, but if it's simply that, like, well, people have disagreed. People have literally disagreed about everything, right? right? I, we, we don't go around saying, well, the earth might be flat mm. because some people disagree that it's a sphere because it's obviously absurd. And so there are certain things that we can rule out right from the beginning um, because we know like the, the major like common stream of Christianity has agreed with the Apostles' Creed. Right. So, like, if if you don't agree with the Apostles' Creed, we're not, we cannot in any meaningful sense consider right. you to be a brother or sister in Christ. Right. It's, it's just different. Like, the, the way that we are, we are uh, dealing with this is very different. You're looking for every possible loophole while still being able to say that you're a Christian. Either, right, you're either being disingenuous because you're just trying to destroy the church, there are people like that. The Bible talks about people like that. I think most of the time, 
it's because there are some people, maybe some of them are actual believers, maybe some of them are not believers, but they are under the like the the guilt of their sin still, and they're looking for a way to still say, well, I am still good. I am still right. They're, it's it's just another cope where they're trying to find a way mm-hmm. to hide their guilt and shame. And this is a real, like Christianity happens to be like where you can actually find uh, like solace from your guilt and shame. They're just not finding it there. They're, they're trying to redefine in a way that they won't find it, but they're still trying to hide in there, which is why they want to keep the name evangelical. They want to keep the name Christian. Yeah. This, this is, yeah, I think the two things you said, it's really important, right? The presence of disagreement actually doesn't tell us anything about the clarity of any issue. And two, the like presence of errors doesn't make those errors not an error just because they were there. Yes. I do think th- the person from this account is almost un- unquestionably not an evangelical. Whatever level of Christianity you want to claim to, right? When evangelicals, as we'll talk about in our episode on evangelicals, are defined by things like conversionism, a level of biblicism, which means an, an, a, a, the authority of the Bible. And then the main one that evangelicals are known for is the crusocentrism, right? That the focusing their faith on the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. Whatever this person is, I, I mean, I, I mean, again, right? They are, if they are, they must be fully attempting to be done with evangelicalism. Now, the issue with all of these issues, even if this person could try and explain to me how they can be a Christian, how, oh, I'm not really saying that. So what are you saying about human sexuality? What, you know, all, if, if they were able to kind of wiggle their way through all the answers, the problem we ultimately will come to is the way you've explained all of these things, if we use that method to interpret the Bible, we would not conclude anything, right? If we're yeah. not going to conclude, if a reading, if our reading of the Bible will not in- conclude that what God wants for human sexuality is a single lifelong heterosexual marriage, a hell as a place, Christ's death, appeasing wrath of God. I do not know what we could conclude from a reading of the Bible that would not, right? That this, this is the issue is that the, the method by which you are going to determine your beliefs is either not the Bible or is not a method that will allow us to uh, conclude really any of our central beliefs. Yeah, so if the Bible is any kind of revelation at all, and revelation not meaning like the last book of the Bible, but like revelation as this is something where God has revealed himself to humanity. If it is anything like that, you cannot interpret it this way. Like you, you, can't, you cannot uh, come to the Bible in this way, uh, believing these things, and still come out the other side with revelation. Mm-hmm. So then what you have is people. You don't have God breaking in to creation to declare uh, his saving work. You have people talking about what they think and what they believe. And that just in the end will be of no benefit. Well, I think that leads us to our second tweet, which Pastor Michael, why don't you open up? It is from one James Lindsay, and so our especially anti uh, CRT listeners will know who James Lindsay is. He is a popular uh, internet personality. He runs a organization called New Discourses that specifically writes a lot of content on, uh, you know, 
critical race theory, um, far left politics, the way that these things are influencing our culture. Some of it's very interesting. Well, the other day he tweeted something about Christianity. He is a he is an avowed atheist. Um, he's friendly with a number of Christians at this point, it seems. And and Christians seems some Christians, especially in the circles Michael and I are in, kind of love a lot of his stuff. Would you say that's yeah? I think true? I've I've seen a lot of his stuff. I've definitely watched interviews with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot. Like I haven't read his book. I don't yep. know. Like I don't know a lot a lot about him, but I definitely have seen his name pop up a lot. Mm-hmm. And so he tweeted something. Uh, and he was responding to a tweet that said, in the beginning was the word. And so he is he is tweeting in response to that. And the word, and this is his tweet, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In other words, the word, meaning itself, is enduring and uncorruptible. Beware of those who would manipulate the meaning of words. They are never the good guys. Pastor Michael is shaking his head. Pastor Michael, why are you shaking your head? Yeah, so, I mean, this is obviously, like, uh, I'm going to go way, like, out of my depth. I'm an atheist who deals with, like, social justice stuff, and I'm going to give you an interpretation of the Bible that fits just with my, like, whole idea of the problem of postmodernism. So it's... It's problematic on that level, right? It's problematic on the level that James Lindsay probably has no idea what this is talking about. He probably has not read uh, through any further than this, where uh, he finds out that, uh, no, this is Christ. You know, like this is talking about uh, the eternal, eternally begotten Son of God, uh, who was with the Father before all, who, you know, through him all things were created. Uh, And so he, not having that context, uh, he is trying to fit this in his own little narrative, which on its like own level. Yeah, is what just... is his? What is the point he's trying to make? And so, then we'll get to. Then I'll tell you a little bit about the reaction, and we'll 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 go on. Yeah. So what it seems to me, and I could be wrong. I mean, it's a tweet, right? So right. this is the just one of the realities of of Twitter, which you know, hey, welcome to the internet. We're a podcast talking about tweets. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the internet, everybody. Um, so it seems that what he's trying to do is he's trying to find some kind of grounding for the idea that language means something. Words mean something. They carry meaning. And uh, you need to not trust anybody who you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't actually abide by that idea, that there are, like, there are actual definitions to words, and you need to uh, be careful with those who would, who would deny that and constantly be changing that. Um, and so... I mean, even, I don't even understand what he's saying when he says, you know, in other words, the word meaning itself is enduring and uncorruptible. You know, I don't, I don't get what he's trying to get at, really. Um, uh, I, I don't understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but in some way, he's trying to tie that, you know, he says, you know, the, the word is enduring and uncorruptible. And so, like, that means that words themselves are somehow enduring or uncorruptible. Right. I think he's he's noting, as most people look at how we're doing things in our culture, let's take an example from CRT because it's very, uh, it will I think will help. What does the term racist mean, right? Obviously, growing up, we were, it was very clear what the word racist meant. It meant someone who either believes, uh, has some sort of pride due exclusively to their race. They hate people on the basis of, uh, some kind of uh, external ethnic markers, right? That this was a 
or they have a, you know, or even cultural things, right? That there's this kind of prejudice, uh, hate of racism. What does racism mean now? It's everything, right? It, I mean, it is. It's everywhere. It's everything. It's, and, and someone might be listening and say, well, it's good. We've redefined it. Whatever we're doing is we are redefining terms at an incredibly high rate and clearly doing so with a certain agenda Yeah, at, 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 as the goal. Yeah, so I mean, we even see that right when we're reading this new evangelicals tweet. Yes, and it's this is why I thought it was a perfect fault, yeah, a perfect chaser. Right. So you are redefining what it means to be a Christian from any like meaningful sense that it has held for the whole of its use. And and so I think I think the point disconnected from what he's trying to say about the Bible is that that is a bad thing, and that the people who do so are never the well-intentioned people, right? That when we are taking language and saying well we're gonna we're gonna take words everyone thought they knew i'm going to begin loading them with different meaning those people are never the well-intentioned people i think that is his point apart from the the christian the the christian being brought in and so what do you think about my discussion of his basic point yeah so i think that makes sense um and uh there is even a way that I would want to say I agree with it, right? So like the, the point that he's making when you talk about the word, the word who is God um, and, and the idea of the word of God, um, and this actually does tie very much into what we we're just talking about with these you mm -hmm. know, new evangelicals and saying you don't have to believe that the Bible's inerrant, uh, which literally just means you can believe that like the Bible is full of errors. Like you, in other words, you don't know what to trust in the Bible. But if this is God's word, if it's the word of God, uh, it is not something that is, you know, corruptible or anything like that. Now, obviously, like the way that we uh, understand, you know, the word as, you know, the, the second person of the Trinity, this is not the same as the Bible. Um, and so you don't want to go there. But there is a like a, a connection uh, between these ideas, the ideas of of truth, the ideas of, you know, of there being uh, meaning behind creation itself and and like that the very idea of language and speaking like the fact that god speaks things into existence that all things are made through christ who is the word uh that there's there is some kind of analogy i think you could draw there to like the importance of meaning within language mm -hmm. however the, like it to to make that like the point like this is obviously what this is talking about that is really dangerous yes i and that i think is agreeable how would you guess Twitter reacted to James Lindsay tweeting this? My guess is that people were pretty, pretty uh, upset about it, or they, you know, they, they, they thought this guy's dumb. Is yeah. my guess. That's and and even better, they caught him on a Trinitarian error. Okay. And there now all the Christians who have shared this guy's stuff and made him an expert on social justice things, we can now throw this guy overboard as an evil bible twister and so for example just one response just was, so, for the right i mean i'm <laughs> i'm not that familiar with james Lindsay again but i'm pretty sure that the stuff people like from him is not like it's not like talking about the bible right no I mean, it, it has nothing to do with christian stuff because he's not a christian right so it's totally outside of that right here's here's a good one i cannot think of a better day to announce i'm converting to anglicanism than a day when the southern baptists are attacking the very core of the christian faith by promoting an enemy of his bride who asserts that the Logos 
is not Jesus Christ, but meaning itself. These were the kinds of takes we were getting <laughs> throughout the day. It, this is like Twitter, though, man. Like, this Twitter is just so crazy. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Like, it's just, just watching the way that people react to stuff. It's like, you know, somebody puts out one tweet, and this gives you, like, you now know everything about them and everything about, like, what they believe in, anybody connected to them. And that's just nuts. Right. It's absolutely nuts. Right. If you... If you are again, the, the the question becomes: Is there anyone who is sharing James Lindsay who thought he was an authority on the Christian faith they should listen to at all? Right, and if they did, like shame on them. Yeah, like you right. shouldn't have been it, doing this at all. I just, I just struggle. It's one of those moments where the crit, the criticism he deserves is the criticism this belief deserves. This like generalizing it's the same it's doing the same thing with john one that the new evangelicals are doing with evangelical distinctives i want to use this for my own purpose it doesn't matter what its original meaning or intent was this is what it is for me right and and right he's picking up on the term logos which can have this kind of either the logic right there's there's i mean in christian interpretation there's a lot of debate over why john even chooses the word it seems probably, and and this is why it's problematic, is it's probably, and Pastor Michael, you can tell me if you agree, it's probably the revelatory nature of Christ. That Christ, as the word is revealing, revealing God. He's revealing the Father because he is the word, right? It's, that's, it's, how, that's how I understand it. So there's a lot of people that will like take this and go like really like weird into like Greek philosophy and stuff yes, like that. That's, and that's... Like there, there might be some room for that. Obviously, like in like when John is writing, like there might be some connection that you could make. But uh, for the most part, I think the where you should go, um, just like you know, grammatically, historically, is the rest of the scripture, and where you know the very idea of the word of God and what that carries. And then as you know, as we find out, well, like Christ is the very word of God. Like mm-hmm. I mean, the the word was God. Right. Uh, he was with God in the beginning. Was God. And so like there's. Uh, there is like it's a difficult passage so this is one of the other things by the way like it is it's one of the more debated passages as far as like its actual meaning um not like its general meaning like the general meaning that like okay this is talking about christ it's talking about jesus and uh so like you know being the eternal son of god who was god he is you know this it's very trinitarian it's you know, so like those things, those aspects of it, I don't believe are debated really at all, no. at least not in, no, you know, no, no, orthodox no. circles. Um, it's just the, like, why did John use this particular language? Yep. Why exactly is, you know, it, is it spoken of this way? You know, where does it come from again? Is it more Greek philosophy? Is it, you know, Old Testament scripture? Um, so those things are highly debated. Mm-hmm. So to jump in and just like take this randomly and just, you know, try to use it in your anti-CRT stuff. Right. Like this is what, this is what some people, let's just be real that, uh, as much as this guy's not a Christian, so who cares? I mean, who cares what he thinks about what John one means? Right. I don't care. I really don't. Um, and you know, that's probably why I haven't seen this. I think I maybe saw this or like, I saw people talking about it, but I don't care. Like, I just, I just don't care what this guy says about the Bible. Um, however, this is one of the dangers that maybe we can be aware of. Like if you are on the like really hardcore, like anti CRT, like anti woke kind of train, which I basically am, right? right. So I'm, I'm not like, you know, uh, like condemning just that, like being like really up in arms against a lot of the stuff that's being taught under these, you know, uh, under these kind of ideas. Um, one of the potential problems that can happen is that you go so far, right, in your dis, 
like for this kind of teaching or this kind of belief that you make everything about that. Yes. So all of a sudden you are reading scripture to own the liberals. Right. That's not how you read the Bible. Right. Right. If this is the inerrant word of God, which we will come out and just say it is. Yes. You know, like this is a restless show position. <laughs> yep. Uh, then like you don't get to just come to the Bible as if it's like, well, this is the thing I use to bludgeon other people. Right. It's not, the Bible is not here for your pet project, whatever right. it is. And even if it's a valid thing to do or believe, right. it's not here for that purpose, right? This is the revelation of God himself to humanity. Right. And so like you don't just get to cheapen it this way. And that's what this is doing ultimately. And that's one of the problems with it is that it cheapens it. And and this is, this is something I have found as I've watched kind of these kinds of things go down on Twitter, which they of course do regularly. Which let's be honest, it's kind of fun. Right? It's I mean, fun, yeah. I, 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 I'm not, again... I'm watching, right? I, we're, you know, we're not better than any of you. Yeah, I'm we, not saying, we enjoy the fight. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not, and this is not a not a criticism of people involved, but what what I am saying is that when you watch these things go down, you have to realize kind of two things kind of happen. Is that I think you just need to remember how inherently reactionary it is, because yes, certainly we should not care what a this guy thinks the Bible says. But we also know people are going to care about what he says because this is seen as a primo opportunity to throw overboard a guy and people who are too anti-CRT, I don't like. But then, of course, there are people who are going to, who are reading the Bible for a pet yeah, project. Like, oh, yeah, this is what it means now. Right? Yeah, and, and or, or that, you know, we, we should offer some welcome. And I think that that's just a... A thing we have to realize. I think that when I think about this passage, right, how would I winsomely try and talk to James Lindsay? Which, in case you're wondering, James Lindsay, when he's confronted about things on Twitter, doesn't matter how, if, if you're an expert even trying to talk to him about something, he responds like a troll. That's kind of his thing. He responds in intentionally childish ways. That's just how he is. Welcome and to Twitter, everybody. Exactly. And so I'm, you know, like, Matt, are you going to tweet this at him? No, I am not. This is one of the things that drives me crazy about Twitter, by the way. Just the, like, the juvenilization of everything where, like, okay, this person, like, you just put up your interpretation of one of the most important passages in all of, like, Western society. Let's, yep. like, like, let's just take the, like, the Bible side out of it and just say this is one of the most important things that's ever been, like, written as far as influencing, you know, our civilization. And... You just made it about your pet project or whatever it is. And then if somebody responds to you, you're just going to come back at them like a troll. Like that just, yep. that just makes me think, I don't, I just don't want to believe or trust anything right. that you say. I just think when we look at this passage, I think what James Lindsay actually wants this passage to offer him, he cannot get because he's an atheist. And I feel for yeah. him for that. He wants objective meaning in the universe. He wants reality to hang on and the problem is is that this um this passage is not about the meaning of words and the orwellian attempts to redefine words but god this passage is calling christ the absolute being the absolute word the absolute we might even say the meaning of the universe but it's personal yeah. It's about Christ. Christ is the meaning, 
the point, the telos of the universe and reveals God to us. And that is way more important than any of these other concerns. But he's actually cut off from the precise, objective, meaning, light because of his rejection of God. Yeah. Yeah. And then what, I mean, what else do you have, right? You want, okay, you want, you know, the meaning of, of racism to be defined in a particular way. English words to be stable. Yeah. Like who cares? There is no stability outside of yeah, Christ. That's right. Yeah. Christ or chaos. Absolutely. You and, see it right there. And that is why we also want to let this passage be about the person of Christ. Yeah. Incarnate that we may know God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so this is Winsome Winter, huh? This winsome is, Winter. So this is that was uh, Winsome. This is that was very Winsome. I, I think Winsome for us is really what it's going to mean is we end up saying everybody's wrong, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know if that is actually Winsome. I don't know. You you can tell us. Uh, yeah. You know, email us, and uh, you've seen what it's like. I mean, if there's something you want us to talk about, respond to, uh, you know, kind of discuss a little bit. I hope that we brought some clarity to these things. <laughs> Also, maybe a good way to put it is like for us to be winsome. Like we just don't we don't want to be reactionary, mm-hmm. right? We don't want to like just say we're gonna dunk on the libs, uh, but at the same time we also don't want to say we're just gonna you know uh, go and say everything that this other guy says is wrong because he's an atheist or whatever. You know right. we want to try to try to take everything and and uh, just sift it out, right? Sift out. Okay, where where is the true line? Where where is the lie? Where's where's what is false? Where's what is true? Yeah. Thanks for joining us for the first edition of Winsome Winter, brought to you by the Restless Podcast. We're so thankful you brought us with you, whether you're cooking or driving somewhere this Thanksgiving Day weekend. And we are thankful for Twitter for being an endless source of content. Rate and review this podcast if you're thankful for it. Later, 